Hello and welcome to When Worldviews Collide, a radio series led by Pastor Barbara Holmes Brackett, discussing the differences between Christian and socialistic worldview. How are you doing today, Barbara? I'm doing well. Wonderful. And today we are going to be doing our last segment on sociology. Um, We've previously discussed what sociology is and the three facets of a Christian society, which are the family, the church, and the state. And we briefly covered what the family and the church are responsible for. But there seems to be a bit of confusion about what the state is responsible for, isn't there? I think that's an understatement, a bit of confusion. (laughs) There seems to be a lot of confusion. There seems to be a push in our culture for the state to be over all the other mountains or or culture influencers, Mm. of which the family and the church are premier. Right. And all of a sudden, the state is now responsible for everything under the sun. And right. families, parents, are even beginning to be called not really up to raising their children and educating them, which mm. is totally a false paradigm in, in our kingdom. Right. And so you kind of mentioned the family is called to nurture, to educate, and to love children. And the church is called to provide and to to guide and to support, to essentially train. So then what does that leave for the state? What is the state responsible for? To protect and keep peace. Mm. So in the Bible, it is mentioned that a city without a wall is, has been cursed. In other words, if you have no means of protection, protecting your citizenry, you are an abomination in the scheme of, of city-states. You have you have been derelict in your responsibility of protecting. And and the other is to keep peace. Right. And it's interesting to note that the Bible tells us that the foundation of the throne of God is righteousness and justice. One of the things that separates us from other from other cultures, and I'm meaning Christianity us as Christianity is that we endeavor to establish the peace, the love of the Lord throughout the culture and justice. When we see people, if you stop and think, once you come to Christ and you see someone who is being abused, your, your response is, how can I fix this? Mm. What, what can I do to stop this? And, and, I don't know, it was a couple of months ago or three months ago, there was um, an older woman that was walking down the street and all of a sudden someone came and and started beating her up mm. and knocked her to the ground. And the webcam was on the inside of a business establishment. And I don't know if it was a restaurant or what it was, but you see the owner going and locking the door. So the perpetrator could not come in rather than in in our world, the way we're supposed to respond is we have a sister in, 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 in dire straits. And what can I do to stop this? Right. So it's kind of been turned around where the government is responsible for everything. And now we have police that are not safe enough to go and respond to when there has been injustice like robberies or or even maybe accidents that they are defunded to the place where they don't have the resources they need and or their own safety or they've been told to stand down 
So we have this lawlessness that is starting to, to come into our culture. And that is the very thing that the government, the state government, the federal government is still supposed to protect against when now rather it is actually causing the unrest. Right. And so one of the biggest things that we've discussed in sociology with these three pillars that God's established for a healthy society is that there's checks and balances, there's regulation, and there's designation for responsibilities. So our government itself in America uh, has three facets to it, the executive branch, the judicial branch, and the legislative branch. And those kind of fall in line with that kind of regulation. So can you like describe to me a little bit about what each one of them does and then how they keep each other accountable? First, first of all, the source of those three, those three prongs or branches, as they're called, is actually in Isaiah thirty three twenty two, For the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, and the Lord is our king. He will save us. So when the founders were looking for a paradigm, realizing that the natural nature of man is to be evil and to not walk in love and not walk in forgiveness and not do the things that we're supposed to be doing, since that's the natural progression, what are we going to do to keep it so that not a few people are in control, but rather checks and balances with unique separation of duties, which is, and we've discussed this before, the, the Godhead himself has a separation of duties with each member of the Godhead having specific duties, and they don't try to take over the other one's assigned task. And so we have this separation of duties which comes into place, which helps to thwart what the what the enemy would like to do as far as to cause to cause us to to step into unrighteousness by being power hungry. Right. So that that's a very important aspect. Without without the word of God, without the Lord in our lives, we default to hate rather than love, violence rather than peace, and injustice rather than justice. Mm. And that's, that's the natural course of things. So we can understand why having our constitution based on the word of God was so infinitely important. Mm. So hence the three, the three branches, separation of duties, and it's a control over absolute power. Right. And so what is the danger of having that be the case where one branch or let's say even the state as opposed to the family or the church, really any of them, why is it dangerous for any particular facet to control all of the money, to control all the land and control all the resources? What's the harm in that? Uh, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's that's a saying that has been around for a long, long, long time. And it's true. If you are given too much power, there is, there is a, a, a sinful nature within you that wants more and more and more and more. And, and we see that it, it, Satan is the one who is the author of that. Let me exalt myself above the most high God. You know, when we look at that and, and how can another being exalt itself over the God that created everything? 
mm. over the God who literally sent his son to die on our behalf so there could be reconciliation between us, between God and, and us. So it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense when you understand what the word of God says. Mm. And also, too, when, when we discuss socialism, we say that in the context and with the understanding that um, it's a means to an end of communism. In a socialist society, we for it to actually be that um, socialism would transfer all our money, land, resources to the state, and then the state will kind of divvy up everything as it sees fit, and then eventually we won't even need the state anymore because we'll just be so independent and the resources will be redistributed so everyone has everything they need. And, and honestly, as, as I'm saying it even, it, it sounds ridiculous. It sounds too hopeful. It sounds impossible. Right. So where are you going to... First of all, when, when you are totally and completely dependent on another person, then you become a slave to that other person. So a government that, that is going to take care of you from cradle to grave makes you into a slave. Mm. And another thing that, that happens... And we're seeing we're seeing it in our culture right now, where people are being paid in order to stay home rather than go to work. So rather than get up and go to work, they are staying home. But there's a real serious a serious result of that, in that the root word for work and worship is the same word. We work because the Godhead works. We are created in the likeness and image of God, and work is necessary for us in order to kind of show the fact that we are created in the likeness and image of God. And when you take that away, the whole self-esteem for, for us as a person goes away. I noticed that um, before I had even started stud studying biblical worldview and that there were a couple of men in the neighborhood in which I lived and they, one lost his job and was on un unemployment and the other one was... I think he was a fireman and he was injured at work and he was out of work. And I watched their self-confidence and their esteem go downhill until they felt absolutely incapable of doing anything mm. because of it, it's something that we need to do. So if you say to a person, you're not going to have to work because I'm going to supply for your needs. A, the first, the first problem I see in all that is where are you going to get the money? Mm. The state doesn't produce a chicken. It can't sell <laughs> chickens. So it, what it does is taxes everyone else who is still gainfully employed. The only problem with that, Margaret Thatcher said it very well, pretty soon you run out of other people's money. Mm. Um, Dr. Gary North years ago said, he said that, um, that that is exactly the problem that we eventually run out of the the resources that we need. It's not sustainable anymore. Right. It's absolutely not sustainable. And so what happens then? And you can very clearly see what happened then. Venezuela had the strongest economy or the third strongest economy in the North, Northern Hemisphere by 19, in, in the late 1990s. And now... 21, 22, 23 years later, people are literally starving. So they are escaping to other countries because 
that government didn't do what it was supposed to do. It was supposed to safeguard its citizens. Rather than safeguarding them, it has put them into a position where they are starving to death because the people became totally, totally, totally dependent on the state government or the federal government to supply for all of their needs. The, the other thing is justice. Justice is incredibly important to God. If someone is wronged, we are to defend them. And that's justice and righteousness are the foundation of his throne. And that's important that the government that is over us exhibit that. Right. And so we're coming to a close on our segment of sociology now. And we're actually going to be taking... Uh, a bit of a detour because you have uh, acquired a book that you are apparently a huge fan of that you'd like to briefly discuss some of the insights of as they pertain to worldview. Um, so thank you so much for joining us and you can tune in same time, uh, same place next week to learn more about God's will for worldview. Thank you so much and have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye now.